0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, the podcast for instructional technology coaches. This is episode number 47. Today, we're going to be breaking down the lunch and learn and giving you our 10 tips, tricks, and techniques for creating an amazing daytime professional development system. But before we get to that, Nick, how are you today?
1: Doing good, Jeff. Uh, Wrapping up some of the future-ready work that I've been doing, what now feels like pretty much all year long. And uh, just, you know, trying to get into some of the time with the teachers, spending time in the classrooms, and play around with some ideas that I've had regarding PD in our district.
0: We've certainly been going through a lot of different styles of PD. A few weeks ago, we talked about how we can create, you know, a a lasting impression from our professional development days. And then last week, we started talking a little bit about how we can expand on those PD days. Nick, what were some of the reflections from last week when we talked about creating crib and cheat sheets from all of our professional development applications?
1: So we had some good uh, feedback. And, you know, one of the things I liked about it were people were asking for more. Um, Basically, you know, could you and I share some examples of the various crib sheets? So I was in contact with some people via Twitter to share some examples of uh, ones that I've personally used. And Jeff, you've seen before that we've uh, kind of used and created into s'mores, um, but also as Google Docs. And we kind of talked about the various tools that we've used to create. Um, but what people said is they they appreciated the nuanced approach that it was to how we put ours together. So they appreciated that podcast. And then what I, I also got was that they found it to be a really nice way to wrap up a PD session mm. that encapsulates all the extra resources that the teachers usually get so that they can kind of go back and relearn things on their own time. Yeah, I
0: absolutely like using crib sheets and cheat sheets as that giveaway. Right, and and that that's going to wrap right into this week's topic, all about lunch and learns. Now, one of the things that tech coaches have come up to us over the last few weeks is, you know, the whole idea that summertime is coming. Right, Nick, you and I talk a lot about this. You know, our paychecks are going to be ending before the summertime hits. We're looking for conferences and conventions to speak at. How do we get different things? And really, how do we take what we do during the school year and grow our tech coach brand? How do we build an educational brand, Uh, Nick? I am so excited to announce. That we have over 75 educators, most of whom are tech coaches, right now enrolled in our brand new Build Your EDU Brand Online course. We are creating this course strictly for you guys out there and we are talking about how you guys can take the stuff that you guys do on a daily basis and really start to bring in some extra income from it. You know, Nick, last week when uh, we had some time off, uh, our good friend Dr. Will from EduMatch and the Dr. Will podcast, uh, we got together and we actually did two webinars on this and it was an amazing opportunity to bring educators together and start to talk about how to help them bring in some extra income for their family. And Nick, that's something that you and I talk about, right? We, we do these PD sessions. How do we do it so that it benefits us just a little bit better?
1: Yeah, you know, just the idea that we spend so much time, Jeff, you and I, and and just to make that that time that we are away, uh, from our families and our kids, that we are just doing something that, you know, is obviously bringing it back to our families. Um, and just so we know that that time that we're taking away is for good reason. Um, and you know, it's just as a tech coach, it's part of that online branding piece I think that we try to do. It's just, you have to have that connection and with people from all various districts and various States and whatnot. And this is a way to kind of build that.
0: And you know, the online course is designed for everybody, right? Because so many teachers and, and, and tech coaches alike are out there saying, I want a new website. I want to have a great social media presence. I want to be able to find that avatar, find that person who I'm creating content for. And how do I get it to them in the best possible way? Really, that has everything to do with this podcast, right? How do we create content that is zero zeroed in and focused on our avatars our teachers the ones that we're responsible for guys i gotta tell you it is a free online course we're going to be doing about 10 to 15 uh, emails on it Um, right now we have posted four already and new ones are coming out just about every single day but so far topics are including how to find that avatar how to use your avatar for content creation And of course, the last couple we've been talking about building your brand and and really something you and I have also talked about how to take your website and not just think of it as this online platform, but really how to think of it as a digital hub that all of your content surrounds. So that way, everybody gets a chance to know really who are you, what you can do for them. And hopefully, that brings in some extra income. Hopefully, that brings you some gigs and gets you some, some little extra attention in the world, Nick.
1: Definitely. And, and, you know, Jeff, that's obviously the journey that I've been going through. So I can personally say this to everyone that that's looking at this, taking this free online course is this is something that I'm doing as well. I've been in the, you know, in the works right now to redesign and revamp my, uh, my website, my blog, which just started off as a, as a basic, simple blog of things I was doing in my classroom and things I was doing as a, as a, Tech integration coach, and now as a PD staff developer, to you know, some of the ideas and the bigger things that I, I would like to continue to move on to.
0: So, there's a few different ways that you can get that. Of course, you can go over to askthetechcoach.com, check out episode number 47. We've got the sign up sheet right here in our show notes. You can click up on our show notes and check this out again. We're here at episode 47. Or if you can remember this, you can go to teachercast.net slash build your edu brand online course that's teachercast.net slash build your edu brand online course our free online course offered today take it check it out take advantage of all the great things that we're doing and let us know what you guys are up to you know we are absolutely right now helping teachers out helping tech coaches out and nick you know that only leads us to our tech coach tip of the day what is our
1: tech coach tip of the day So while we often try to do lunch and learns, uh, it's always important to remember that tech coaches have to think of the lunch and learn more as a networking opportunity that then opens up the door so that they can get into working with the teachers in their own classrooms.
0: And so true. And, you know, we are going to be talking about 10 different things that we use when we think about lunch and learns. Trust me out there, guys. I've done some good ones. I've done some bad ones. I've done lunch and learns where at the end, the staff walks up and goes, this is great, but. You know, it's never gonna fly here. It just just you know, no no offense, nothing personal. It's just we're not gonna do it for you here. This is not the environment for lunch and learns. And Nick, you've also had some some pretty amazing success with your lunch and learn. So let's let's kind of take a, a big deep breath here, everybody. And <laughs> let's just kind of talk a little bit about these. Number one, Nick, are lunch and learns effective?
1: I like them as bite sized pd and i think that's going to be a few of the tips that i think uh that we give out here of the of the ten uh, of you know effective tips that we're going to have here as far as lunch learns i like them as bite sized pd opportunities so um not the full candy bar just, not just, the full candy the, bar the halloween right <laughs> right exactly you know it, it's so it becomes effective when you keep it it short enough Um, if you're trying to do too much, it just starts to get lost. And then one of the things that makes it difficult too, especially in my own district is, you know, what are the nuances of your district? Are teachers allowed to, to attend PD during a prep or during their lunch? so to speak. Does that actually count as PD hours in their districts? or can, are you allowed to earn those things? I know a lot of districts, mine included, uh, teachers are not allowed to earn professional development time during the contractual school day. So those are things you have to take into effect and, and if they can't, it's going to put you know, pretty much a damper on the effectiveness of your lunch learn. However, I've always found it to be very effective with those staff that often get left out, and that would be your administrative assistants, your secretaries, that group in the main office. Oh,
0: absolutely. And, and you know, one of the things to consider here, as Nick said, if your school district is one that offers PD during the day, during the week, you know, and you're coming in with this lunch and learn, it might just be a, you know, a dead on arrival idea if, you know, why should I do this extra thing if it doesn't count? On the other hand, if your district doesn't do anything like that, um, it might be very successful because it's something different. Now, Nick, do you you, you know, I, I'm a tech coach K to 12. I've got three different building levels. I've tried lunch and learns in all the different areas um, to various successes. You are a tech coach in two high schools. So one of the questions that I always start with is, is it more effective on the earlier grades and the later grades you know, obviously, in the earlier grades, most people eat lunch within a hour, hour and a half time, because everyone, you know, all the kids are in the cafeteria all at the same time, roughly. Whereas maybe in the middle and high school, you've got three or four lunch periods that are kind of staggered out. So, what are some advices uh, that you have, and just even thinking of the concept, just putting it together?
1: Should we do lunch and learns? What 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 can we think about there? Well, you know, I've had you know different, just like you, I've had it's. Gone differently depending on the type of district or the uh, the school day schedule. Um, you know, 40, 42 forty two minutes—that's rather difficult to run a and learn because you got to remember, especially in a high school where teachers are bouncing around from room to room um, and often are stacked with six seven classes. Right, so mm. it's difficult for them to to one get there at the beginning of the class time, and then it's also difficult for them to stay the entire time. So you figure in a forty minute session five minutes at the beginning and five minutes at the end are lost. You're now left with a half hour session. Now that's not to say that a half hour session probably can't make for a nice very nuanced very to the scope or, or the skill of what we want to work on approach for teachers that definitely will where i think it could really work are districts that have shifted and have gone into more of the uh, a b block schedules things like that because now we're talking about you know anywhere from what 65 70 minutes up to 82 90 minutes i know some districts so um, i think if you're one of those districts this could work out really well because teachers are also if they earn PD time and PD hours. I mean, they're not just earning 25, 30 minutes. They could be earning an hour, an hour and a half of time.
0: Friends, before we move on with our show, I wanted to let you guys know I have been in education now for almost 20 years, and I've seen the changes some students have come to face every single day. Whether it's going through school hungry, not being able to see a doctor when they're sick, or not getting the proper rest at night, these challenges make it hard for kids to focus on their learning. I remember a story of a student who came to my office one day and she could barely stay awake due to all the circumstances happening around her at home that were beyond her control. I didn't know what I could do and I wanted to be able to help her out in any way that I could. Thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their 3 to PhD program that helps to combat students' fears freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating holistic model that provides groceries, healthcare, and even clothing to students right here on campus, helping them thrive and helping our community strengthen and grow. Concordia's college of education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things. To learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. That's cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. And re- use the hashtag nature educate grow. So we are back today talking all about lunch and learns. We talked a little bit about are they effective, when they're effective. Now, Nick, let's really get into the meat here, right? We're going to be talking about our 10 tips. Now, I think these are all important, right? So I I don't want to get into this whole, this is the most important one. but, But really, I think the most important thing here is, number one, never hold your lunch and learns. In the teacher's lunchroom, right? That, that I think it's a good that? tip.
1: I, I think it's a very good tip. I would agree with that. Absolutely.
0: Why is that so important? That, that seems like a no brainer, but sometimes people bring their I, I've seen the whiteboard at the end of the lunch table and everyone's looking
1: at you like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> because the teacher's lunchroom is sacred. For, <laughs> it's sacred. <laughs> it's, it's for lunch. Um, that might be it's, it's a little personal, bit, it's, for personal it's your phone personal, calls. right, exactly. So there's a lot of different stuff going on Thanks for complaining about the tech coach. <laughs> there we go. It could be part of that as well. Um, yeah, you don't want to walk into that, especially if they are, you know, complaining about the tech coach. Uh, it's just, that's going to be a little awkward. Okay. I also think it's just, it's a, it's just teachers are there. They're on their own time. A lot of them don't want to, you know, if they wanted to attend your workshop, if you told them it was going to be somewhere else and they wanted to attend it, they'd go to that other place. So I find that is just, you know, not a place that you want to hold it, especially when people have a lot of different things going on. I,
0: I even go by the Fight Club rule. Like right? we don't talk go. about instructional technology yeah. coaching in the faculty rooms. Sure. Right. So like that, that's that, rule that's, number that's one. That's a you to be Nick and <laughs> Jeff, not tech coach Jeff. Sure. and Right. So don't hold them in the teacher's lunchrooms. Don't, you know, don't run into the lunchroom and say, hey, guys, come to room five. We're doing this now. Don't do that, right? Like, respect everybody's time. Respect everybody's, you know, venting space. Mm -hmm. Let them do that. So if we're not going to do it in the teacher's room, the next step is then to ask the question, where do you do it? And and my advice is to try to rotate these things, right? Try to rotate it not only to the different grade levels, but I always find, you know, rotate it to the teachers that can, and I don't want to say the wrong words here, Nick, but can't do tech, right? Like maybe one Monday we're going to do a lunch and learn, and I might say, Nick, I know you're having a hard time. Would you mind if we did the lunch and learn in here? Like, I would love to use your board, and, and you know, you don't have to disguise it as nick i'm helping you and i'm bringing everybody to see you but you know hey would you mind if i used your board for this because you you got a great setup in your room that kind of forces the person to show up
1: yeah absolutely and and it also just it puts them in kind of the ownership mode of it right like they get to experience whatever they're learning in the classroom setting um you also have an
0: opportunity to see what's in that classroom that
1: you might never have been in right absolutely so and, and other teachers get to experience the classrooms yeah. that they've never been in you know the phys ed teacher being able to bounce into an english setting and get to just feel what it's like because maybe he's interested yeah. in some type of discussion format that he would love to hold with you know his or her um, students. So just that whole thing, I think that just makes for a great atmosphere for lunch and learns to rotate and be in different areas.
0: You might not know that in room two, their smart board doesn't work because that teacher hasn't mentioned it to you yet. And you're sitting there going, why aren't they doing Google docs over here? Right? Right. So try to rotate these things right now. The next thing is I always suggest lunch and learns are not pd sessions i know we kind of talked about that right nick but really i look at lunch and learns as networking sessions they're they're great for conversations bring your lunch in there and as people are walking in you're just sitting there eating a sandwich or or passing out some hummus crackers or something like that (laughs) and then i kind of do the oh by the way here's this thing i want do you guys have like five minutes so i can show this thing to you right i I like the do you do you just have a quick five minutes i want to show you what this is because the goal of, can I show you what this is, really is to get the teacher to say, hey, can you come to my room tomorrow? Right, Right. so I I use the, even if it's a 25 minute lunch and learn, you kind of judge it to when all the teachers are there or as many as you think, when that crest is, and then you go, hey guys, can I just show you this quick Padlet thing that I was doing the other day with this teacher? And I always try to move it as, I was with Nick doing this thing. Can I show you what's being done by your peers? And I think that works so much different than tomorrow. We're doing a lunch and learn on Padlet. Come and learn Padlet, everybody. Nobody wants
1: to come and learn Padlet on their lunch. Right. But, and I like that conversation piece, because, yes. you know, Jeff, one of the things I do, uh, and it's it's similar, I mean, the approach is, is different, but the idea is very similar, In the fact that I love that, like, I'll pick, if we're working on something specifically, a uh, skill or, you know, I mean, we'll just say an app, That generally mine aren't app-focused for Lunch and Learns, but the idea is when they come right away, it's just, I go ahead and I say, okay, hey, if we're here and we're meeting about you know, uh, designing digital playlists, what specifically would you like to work on? And now I, we, you know, we start a conversation about what it is, what are your struggles? And then the next day, or, you know, we do have check-ins throughout the, that lunch and learn quickly. And it's more discussion based about what they want to get out of this quick lunch and learn Mm -hmm. session
0: the idea is you're trying to form a social network, right? You're trying to form a social club, right? You you want to be talked about because it's a nice place to go and hang. You don't want to be doing a lunch and learn and realize you're the only one in the room. Not that I'm speaking from experience and 20 teachers are in the lunchroom talking about you being right. the only one. Like, you don't want to have those situations, right? So keep them conversational, always keep them on a little bit of tech and the fourth one here nick is focusing on a skill right like you know again you're not going to teach padlet you're going to teach hey guys here's this thing that i do that kind of helps out like reading comprehension just let me show you this quick thing mm-hmm. right and i you know and, and by the way would you mind nick if i came into your room tomorrow and worked with your kids on this thing i'll i'll take right. you know i'll i'll take some 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 heat off of you for a couple for a couple minutes in your class can i just show you this this is going to you know i'll i'll come into your class tomorrow and do this with your kids
1: yeah, and that goes back to, you know, the basics of tech integration, right? Where it's not about the tool, it's more about the teaching and and, and the pedagogy. So this is, you know, if we're going to be focusing on Socratic seminars, here's a way that we can do that in the English classroom, let me show you, but now here's how we can branch that out into any other subject or department in the school, and then we give them an opportunity to really work on that skill, you know, or we're going to talk about Today's lunch alert, we're going to focus on self-paced mastery learning. Here's the pedagogy. Here's the idea that we're going to talk about. What would you guys like to focus on? Oh, Nick, we want to look at a way how to design that in Schoology and yes. our learning management system. Great. Here's a quick little setup or format that I use. Now we give them the opportunity to go and do it. And you have that conversation as they start designing it.
0: You know, we say it all the time. Sometimes the best EdCamp sessions are the ones that happen in the hallway. So oftentimes I like to turn the the lunch and learn into that hallway ed session. Like, you know, Nick, what are you doing with your kids this week? Uh, But, you know, you you kind of foster a department meeting, but you're fostering an intergrade level department. You know, you're kind of making a meeting without actually making a meeting, right? Yeah. And And there's nothing wrong with that, right, Jeff? There's nothing wrong with that because that's if if that's the time that you get to be human – with these right because it's not hey nick what are you doing oh i know that i can fix that i can do that i i've got the t-. yep don't do that which nick brings us up what is our fifth thing that we need to focus on here? Because this goes hand in hand with this.
1: Absolutely. And it's just the idea that it's, you know, don't show up to the Lunch and Learn expecting that you're going to be the star of the show, that you're going to be showing off. You know, this isn't a conference presentation that you're Um, running. This isn't a lecture session where you're just going to speak right at them. The idea is that you want to get them involved. You want to to have an open discussion. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, think of this as like a coffee EDU, right? Like essentially, you guys are sitting you're eating you're having a conversation about whatever the topic is or whatever the focus is going to be for that that session
0: well you had mentioned coffee You so let's talk about number six um, here sure um do you feed them right (laughs) like uh, is this where you bring out your bowl of starbursts is this where you you know you you bring your espresso machine like what 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 is your philosophy because tech coaches do this they, mm-hmm. they they bring food, but then they're expected to bring food, and then suddenly lunch and learns are. I've paid twenty bucks for lunch, and no one shows up. And okay, I'm not speaking from experience here. What's your <laughs> thoughts here, Nick? It, it, it so lunch.
1: Yeah. It's called so the
0: Lunch and Learn.
1: It is called the Lunch and Learn. And you want people to be able to bring some stuff that they can snack on, you know, or I, I tell them, I mean, geez, I don't care what they bring. I mean, as long as they're not, you know, cooking fish in the middle of the Lunch and Learn, we're good to so, go, so right? Wait a minute. I can't bring the Instant Pot? <laughs> no, that's not going to work. The Foreman Grill, nah. Yeah, You know, maybe if that. I get it. A- <laughs> Actually, that would probably sell your session right there. Um, I think food's a great idea. The problem is, Jeff, just as you said it, I, you know, unless you're okay with the idea that people are going to expect that, I, I hope that maybe teachers wouldn't think that that's going to happen all the time, but just like students. I mean, if I remember bringing in Dunkin' Donuts a few times where we would do it on Fridays, and every Friday became they expected Dunkin' Donuts or something in the room. So you don't want that to steal the show so to speak, to be the food. Um, But I think the idea of keeping it healthy, having some food, again, kind of playing off of that uh, little edu-snack, you know, coffee EDU style, I think that's, you know, it's a pretty fun idea.
0: Like a nice, healthy kale chip.
1: There we go. That'll go. Uh, (laughs) All right, so let's kind of recap. Number one,
0: don't hold them in the lunchrooms, right? Like no. this is not lunch right. with learning. Try to rotate them, try to, you know, try to engage as many teachers as possible. But you know, I, I would, I would not put a, a sign up sheet in the lunchroom that says who wants to hold the next right. one out there. Keep them conversational, right? This is your opportunity to make friends and to have them make friends with you focus on a skill But don't show up expecting this to be your ISTE session, right? Like, you should not be going there with a major, major agenda. They're there to talk. They're there to meet. They're also there to, as uh, Nick poured out, uh, get a nice juicy hamburger from your George (laughs) Foreman grill. So let's talk a little bit about the next things here, you know. uh, Yep. Lunch and learns are to be built from previous PD days, right? Like that's what we've been talking about here in the last couple episodes, right? If you're going to do a PD day, you know, in the beginning of the month on blended learning, shouldn't your cheat sheets be on blended learning topics of some kind? And shouldn't your lunch and learns be on something that then ties in to blended learning,
1: Absolutely. And, and this is where kind of the design aspect of PD, I think, has to, you, you know, you have to plan this out a little bit. And just kind of having the fishing for PD and Lunch and Learn style of just, hey, just to turn this on the spot when and where on all these various things. You know, it's good in the beginning, but once you start getting to kind of really the nuanced approach of how you put it together, Jeff, as you said, it kind of comes full circle, everything starts to connect. So, you know, I found lunch and learns are more effective after I've run a workshop, because now they become short, sweet, skill based extensions of the longer workshop where maybe we didn't get to hit on certain things, but it's okay. Now that you understood the pedagogy or the big idea here, here's all these little things that we can start to do.
0: You know, remember every PD session or every interaction with your, with your teachers is a commercial for the next interaction, right? So if you're doing a right. PD day, it's a big commercial for, hey, next week we're doing this lunch and learn. And every lunch and learn it's, hey, um, I'm here to come into your classroom. And every time you come into the classroom, it's, hey, what are you doing next week? How can I help with that? And everything is a big, huge way just to help you get more teacher interaction, more classroom interaction, yep. and ultimately more student interaction. But with that being said, you know, there is this stigma out there, right? Like if, if we were going to be setting things up you know, do I have the right or the ability to say, you know, you know, Nick, you did something really cool today. Could you just get up here and show me something or show off something or present? Right. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of teachers unions that don't like the idea of, oh, I now have to present on my lunch hour. That's not cool.
1: Yeah. And, and I think you're just, you know, you're just asking for, it's just a way to ask for trouble. It's one thing to ask questions on the spot cause you're gauging what they know, or what their feelings are about things, I, you know, that's part of a discussion, and that's how a discussion works. Um, but to then ask them to get up and share things, they may feel uncomfortable. Some teachers feel find it to be sort of competitive. Oh well, right. you know, they're showing off some of the things they did, or or then they have a connection with you. I think if you're going to do that, to me, it's it's don't ask them to do it on the spot. But there's nothing wrong with making a lunch and learn become. A presentation session, right? Like they came to you on Monday, you focused on a little bit of a skill. Tuesday, you know, maybe is an ex- you know, another piece where they extend that skill, they learn another little piece and you tell them, hey, try that out in your classrooms and you give everyone the heads up like, hey, and you know, on Wednesday is just going to be a share session. Right. We're going to kind of do a little like open classroom style. Everyone's going to be able to and- share what they've created over the past two days and, you know, give us an example of how you applied it in the classroom. I and, think that to me makes a great session. And, you
0: know, I, I find that the, when, when things – how do I put this, right? When I ask a teacher to stand up and show off something – I find that's when it bombs the most because the teacher doesn't know why they're doing it. They're nervous. They're trying to now talk about what they're doing in their class to their peers. I find it easier just to say, hey, Nick, do you mind if I show off the thing that we just did? Because then I know why I'm showing it off. And I can do it from a pedagogical point of view. And I can say, you know, Nick and I were working on this Google slide. And the focus of this was to get the students to do, you know, as opposed to saying, Nick, show this off, and you're, you're not getting to the point, you're long-winded, you, you, you're not sure what's going... Does that make sense? Like, do you find there's a difference between Nick, show me something, and can I show off what
1: I do with this teacher? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and like you said, I mean, it, it's, it works the same way, right? With students in the classroom. Hey, you know, I'm going to put the student on the spot to answer a question. Yes. But if I know that a student and I have maybe had this discussion before, or he's created something as part of a project that may answer the question, I would say, do you mind if I share what you did? Because I think it might actually put things into better perspective for the rest of the teachers here or the students there, right? So I think that's just like you said, that's how I would go about it. And I would just ask for the permission to share that. And then I can now critique or pick out the thing that I wanted to actually start talking about or focusing on.
0: So the ninth thing that we want you to worry about, we're almost there, guys. Focus on one thing. Focus on one small thing, right? Again, if we're all here and it's going to be more conversation-based, you can't suddenly turn around and give a 45-minute presentation or, you know, we and I, and I do this sometimes for a poor effect. You put on the bottom slide, slide one of 75. <laughs> right. Doesn't go over well, not even in a humorous, sarcastic <laughs> way. It never, never goes over well. So, focus on one small thing or one example. Like, hey, here's something that I did in fourth grade. Here's here's a really, really neat thing. I just wanted to show you guys, let's go back and talk. Yep. Right? Just, just something that way they can kind of look in their heads and go, all right, I get what that is. Now let's go back to my busy day or my schedule or whatever it is, right? Focusing yeah. on one small thing.
1: Yeah, and it gives them the opportunity to try it, right? Like, you know, in, even in a 30-minute lunch and learn, you can say, Here's one thing that we're looking at. This is what you wanted to see okay, I'm here, if you've got any questions, you want to extend this conversation, let me give you an opportunity to try it. Uh, To me, teachers are always looking for opportunities just to extend a skill that they've learned, because they feel like they don't have the opportunity that they learn about something once, and then it's forgotten about. This gives them that opportunity. And again, since these are lunch alerts, you can run them kind of whenever over the course of an entire week, if you wanted to, you can revisit it and let them again, continue to kind of build and share.
0: All right. The last one here, number 10, spread the word during that week, right? Like as you're going through class by class, you know, you could say, hey, look, that's a great lesson you did on Google Slides. By the way, I got a great lunch and learn coming up. Why don't you bring something? I'm bringing the shish kebab. You can bring <laughs> something else. Let, you know, let's get together. So, you know, focus on that one thing, but use that one thing to say, look, if you only have five minutes to stop by next week, I'd love to have you.
1: Yeah, and and point that out. You know, like, hey... so-and-so, this is an idea or something you asked me about once, or this was a tech tip that you had emailed me. Why don't you stop by for five minutes? You'll learn how to do it. Hey, you know, John, you're Jeff. You remember when uh, you asked me about Poll Everywhere or about Padlet or about Flipgrid? Here's an opportunity. We're going to be creating uh, flip hunts during our next Lunch and Learn, and we're going to show you how you can bring it into your classroom. Why don't you stop by for 10 minutes so you can actually see how to do that? You're right. And then obviously, attending a lunch to learn during the day beats attending a workshop after school.
0: So we've gone through 10 things and we have a bonus, right? We always like to throw these extra bonuses on. And, and the bonus for this week is pull your audience, right? Like it's one thing for you as the tech coach to come up with the topic, but why not give your audience, you know, just like a Twitter poll, right? Maybe you send a quick Google form around and say, here's four topics that I'm thinking about, choose the one that you guys want me to build the tech you know the, the the thing around and and see what topics your users want or to see what topics your teachers want it gives them a little bit of ownership in it because you know inevitably if if i look at nick and say nick you know i really want to help you with that Jamboard board thing we're going to do a, a lunch and learn next week and you spend all your time planning the Jamboard board thing in the Jamboard board room because you want to get other teachers into there to learn what a Jamboard board is you know what's going to happen nick right Nick's not going to come. And now you plan an entire lunch and learn for a teacher who hasn't shown up yet.
1: Absolutely. Now What do
0: you do? Because you've got all these other teachers sitting here going, I I don't know what this thing is. And I don't have
1: time right now. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely, you know, stay on tabs as to what they're interested in and uh, keep keep tabs on them as far as, you know, making sure they understand that you're publicizing it, you're selling it, and you're, uh, you know, trying to get them out to that session.
0: So those are our 11 things that we can do when it comes to Lunch and Learn. Of course, we don't have all the answers. We want to know what you guys are doing. Of course, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. We have some great episodes coming up in the month of May. I am so excited because, as you know, May is the month before June, and June is when we start talking about ISTE and all the great things that we have coming on as far as the summertime goes. So we are looking forward to three great episodes coming up. Nick, what do we have coming up on
1: May the 6th? Great. So May the 6th, we're going to be talking about the idea of are you an ed tech coach or an ed technician?
0: Ooh, now this is a topic that I think happens with a lot of new tech coaches right new tech coach you walk into that room and somebody goes nick fix my yep. printer that's it uh, or even so it's nick can you help me with these google docs but while you're here my smart board isn't turning on and you're like do i tell them to put in a help ticket or do i just fix it or what's my role here so we're going to be talking about all of that stuff um and may 13th we, we've you know it's a topic that we kind of hit a lot what are we doing on may 13th
1: so May thirteenth, we're going to talk about how do different schools approach the tech coach position differently. And, I, and Jeff, this one has been coming up because we've had some of our listeners and some people have worked with us uh, in the mastermind group uh, who are looking to build these positions. Yes. Um, how their districts uh, have have tried to build this and how look have different approaches to what they expect this role, the tech tech coach or tech uh, integration specialist, to be.
0: I, you know, we're we're, we're interesting about this topic. You know, Nick, we've said this a lot. The the joke is if you have 10 tech coaches, then you have 25 job descriptions And, and everybody's approaching these things differently. So I'm really, really interested. You know what? If anybody out there wants to join in on this, I'd be happy to make any of these topics, group topics. So if you guys want to join in and and, and help us out with third mic for any of these topics, we usually record these things on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Would love to have you guys out there, but that's not the end of May. What is going to be happening on May the 20th? Because I got to tell you, this is a biggie.
1: All right. And May the 20th will wrap up for us. And we're going to be talking about what do you do when every excuse is true?
0: Nick I can't do that because I have to grade papers. Nick I can't do that because I don't know how. Nick I've never done that. Nick why don't you do this for me? Nick my kids are busy. Nick my we're going to talk. What do you how do you get over teachers coming up with every excuse not to work with you teachers coming up with every excuse not to uh you know really be a tech integration specialist themselves so we're going to talk about all of those different things on may the 20th don't forget we have our free online course build your edu brand you can of course find it over on teachercast.net slash build your edu brand online course or of course the sign up is also over on our website askthetechcoach.com episode number 47 nick what are you doing this week how can we find out more about the great things that you're doing
1: so I am prepping for some work, just putting together uh, my ISTE presentation. So I got to do some work on that. And I'll be presenting on how to blast professional development out of this world, which should be a pretty exciting presentation for ISTE. Um, and, you know, wrapping up just some of the work that we've been doing in our district. So you can find out what I'm doing on Twitter at NAMRLEDU or on my, uh, my blog, my website um, at NicholasAMRL.com.
0: And, of course, you can check out all the great stuff for this show over at AskTheTechCoach.com. We have 47 amazing podcasts, a lot of great free downloads, free templates, free giveaways, including a brand new cheat sheet that Nick's going to be putting out this week. Right, Nick?
1: Absolutely. And I'm going to follow it up with a, a little nuanced, broken down blog post, which will walk you through some of the steps to actually what do I do when I'm putting it together and make it look the way that I did.
0: As the weather gets warmer, make sure that you keep your dial over on your podcast catcher. Ask the Tech Coach is great. TeacherCast podcast is still doing some amazing things. If you're looking to build your podcast yourself, we've got educational podcasting today. We have nine amazing shows on Apple Podcasts. And wherever you get your podcast from, we would love to be your home for professional development. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. This is Ask the Tech Coach. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.